It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to another edition of the IDP Corner. My name is Justin Varnes. You can follow me on Twitter at DownWithIDP. I'm one of two IDP analysts over at FantasyPoints.com. My other IDP analyst, my partner in crime, uh, let me introduce him to you, Mr. Thomas Simons. How are you doing today, Thomas? Shut the front door and blow my pants off. I'm doing great, Justin. How about you? I can't believe it's week seven. Week seven, two, week seven, two more weeks, and we'll be halfway through the season. That's right. Uh, do you have like a little book of of, of phrases? And every time I introduce <laughs> you, you flip that thing. Up. Actually, believe it or not, a lot of times I sit here and it just pops into my head. There's it's a amazing. lot of rambling, rolling thunder going on in my brain. I'll tell you that much. Uh, tell your wife I said I'm sorry. I must be tough to live live with. <laughs> on this note, I have a, a a very short but funny story. Where mm-hmm. I work, I work in a truck when I do instant replay for sporting events, and the engineers usually of the truck sit not too far away from me because their their room is right next to my station. And out of the blue, I tend to just randomly sing a song. A song anywhere back from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. It just pops into my head, and all of a sudden, I'm singing it. <laughs> and there's one engineer one one time, it was about two years ago, started taking notes on what the song was and created a playlist of all the songs I was singing and came no in one day kidding. with a list, with a playlist <laughs> of all these great songs I had in my head. <laughs> Anyways. Uh- you we have digress. to send me that playlist, and we have to we have to look. <laughs> we will drop a link to that playlist in the uh, Discord oh app, Discord channel for sure. What what goes on in Thomas's head? That's a that's a scary playlist. I'm that sure. is a scary playlist a spooky, and a scary a place to be, especially yeah, around Halloween. Right. So. Explain to everybody what, what we're doing here with this particular podcast. Yeah, so uh, both Thomas and I have, have fairly uh, crazy schedules. It just is what it is. And so uh, what works out well actually this week is for us to record on Wednesday afternoon. So we're going to actually record this before the Thursday night football game. However, uh, you know, Joe Dolan and everybody at Fantasy Points, we're on a we're on a schedule for when these podcasts get delivered. So you all can get used to just it's always going to come out on Friday. So we're not going to break that. So we're going to skip the Thursday night game because you're going to hear this after the game. That said, we're just letting you know that we are recording this on Wednesday because injury reports, all that sort of stuff, we won't have as much detail as we normally have. But we are going to be focusing. We're going to look forward to these uh, these week seven games. Indeed. And I think I'll start us off with um, Dre Greenlaw was out with a hamstring injury last week. So Oren Brooks, former Green Bay Packer, was the next man up. And he took 100% of the 49ers' 76 defensive snaps. Now, that was kind of a surprise, especially with the fact that they activated Randy Gregory, um, former Denver Bronco, who they signed recently. Brooks led the team with eight total tackles. He had four solos, four assists. Now, he didn't have a big play. But it was a nice stopgap fill-in for Greenlaw, who may or may not return to action this week. You'll have to watch the practice reports at the end of the week. This is a good week to fire up your Patrick Queen shares. Uh, he plays next to Roquan Smith for the Baltimore Ravens. You obviously are going to start Roquan Smith. That's not a question. But 
uh, Queen's production does go up and down as kind of the secondary linebacker there for for uh, for the Ravens. Both of them have excellent matchups facing Detroit. The Lions offense is one of the most uh, LB friendly fantasy options for us. We're going to have to downgrade Julian Love safety for Seattle uh, Seahawks. But take this with a grain of salt. He only he only took 44% of the snaps in week six. Now, Love still has fantasy value and upside, but Jamal Adams has, has got to get hurt again for that to happen. So now with Adams' injury history, it's just it's not a matter of if, but rather when Jamal Adams gets hurt, then Julian Love will carry back into fantasy production. I'm also watching that one, Thomas, because I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, that they're going to keep Jordan Brooks on the field uh, for for every snap. So uh, as we're going to talk about a little bit later in, in the program, um, I would not be surprised to see more three safety sets out there. So um, agree. I definitely agree that it's a it's a it's a downgrade, but it's a for me and I think for you as well. From what it sounds like, this is still a hold. Like, don't drop him if you can hang exactly. on. Exactly, there's a good chance he's going to have a he's still going to remain fantasy relevant. And like you said, you know, Adams is an incredibly aggressive player, which is awesome for big tackles, and and he's great behind the line of scrimmage. But uh, you know, he he's a playmaker, he, and and his his style of play is going to lead him to the injury list, which will take him off the field. And when that happens, Love will be very productive. But I totally agree with you. Do not get rid of Love. Stash him on your bench because he will become pertinent very soon. Uh, I want to move on to another pair of linebackers. Uh, these linebackers have a bad matchup, have one of the worst matchups this week. That's Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell for Denver. Um, they're playing a Green Bay team that just does not produce much action at the second or the third levels. So far, the Packers have been um, really stingy for creating tackles for linebackers and tackles for defensive backs. So, um, you know, Josie Jewell in particular, it seems like Singleton usually out tackles uh, Josie Jewell. But um, if you've got either of these guys, you probably are still going to have to use them. We have a bunch of teams on by this week. But if they end up with one of those weird four tackle, five tackle, six tackle games, some of it is going to be due to their opponent. And just to to push that a little further, the, the Green Bay Packers have the second lowest number of total plays on offense. And that plays into not only the, the statistics you just brought up, but the fact that there is second lowest number of offensive plays means that Denver, instead of doing the average 64, 65 defensive uh, plays, they're only going to get 45 to 48 that's that's a huge drop and one of the main reasons why this is a massive, tough matchup. Uh, Cameron Bynum is high on my radar this week against the 49ers offense on Monday night. The, the 49ers run the ball a league-leading 55% of the time. Now, Bynum has had seven or more solos in three state straight games and five or more solos in all six of his outings. Now, Look for Bynum to have another big fantasy impact outing, even if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play. The 49ers will will go to Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell if McCaffrey is out. And whether he's in or out, they're going to run the ball, and Bynum should have a solid game. 
Yeah, we've seen McCaffrey miss some some time before or just get pulled off the field for for rest purposes. And the 49ers offense does not change. They're just yep. going to run their same system. So, I, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I want to talk about some of the other safety action that's going on there in Minnesota. Josh Metellus, he's playing about 80 to 90 percent of the snaps as the third safety in Minnesota. Um, and it, part of like kind of what you were saying about how well Bynum's doing, the Vikings lead the galaxy in defensive tackles. So all three of these safeties, Metellus, Bynum, and of course, veteran Harrison Smith are all fantasy relevant. And that what that ha- ends up doing is it makes the secondary linebackers, uh, Ivan Pace and Brian Osamwa, they're basically fantasy irrelevant unless or until these three safety sets recede. So I'm actually comfortable using all three of these safeties in fantasy, but Bynum is, is to me, the, the, the lead dog back there. You know, Bobby Okereke from the Giants has been an absolute fantasy beast lately. Now, he posted 11 total tackles um, as he supplied eight solos and three assists, but he added two tackles for a loss, two passes defended, and a forced fumble. Now, that was in week six. This week, he faces the commanders at home. Now, Washington has been decent in tackles created for IDPs, nothing spectacular. But even better, they have allowed the highest number of sacks with 34. Now, Okereke could see a, a slight dip in tackle totals than, than he had in week six, but he could come away with a sack this week if you get lucky. Um, another round of... Uh linebacker duo as I want to discuss is Demario Davis and uh, Pete Werner last year uh, after Pete Werner basically kind of uh, started playing almost every snap we've seen we've seen that happen back and forth um, with with a few other players around him like Zach Bond um, and Caden Ellis but uh, we all went into the season expecting Werner to clearly be the lead dog in tackles there mainly because Although Demario Davis has played every, you know, is an every down linebacker for the last couple of seasons, he's only been around a hundred tackles a season. He, he hasn't been dominating tackles. So, uh, uh, it's been interesting to watch what's happening there because basically they're essentially splitting production, right? So, uh, as of now, um, uh, Davis has 38 tackles, 20 of which are solo, uh, but, and Werner has 43 tackles, 24 of which are solo. So neither of them are these, these, um, uh, you know, solid double digit tackle options. Uh, Warner does have one, uh, you know, uh, one game, you know, at the beginning of the season, he had, he had 10 total tackles in his first game, nine solo. And you thought, great, here we are off to the races after that's seven tackles, three tackles, five tackles, six tackles, seven tackles. Um, uh, sorry, that was, those were Demario Davis's numbers. My bad. That was Demario Davis's numbers. Uh, and then Werner had same thing only has one double digit tackle game. That was in week three. Um, since then he's been, uh, eight tackles, three tackles, six tackles, eight tackles. So six to eight tackles is basically what we're kind of getting from both of these players. Solid LB three numbers, but I don't think we have a LB two or LB one coming out of new Orleans anytime soon. Justin, I have to start a discussion with you about your favorite <clears throat> team, the New England oh Patriots. Uh, I, no, I, I can't. I can't. I'm going to, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> now, if anyone is trying to figure out a reliable fantasy option on this New England team, forget it. 
First of all, Bill Belichick should be on the hot seat, but likely is not. One week they go three safeties. The next week they go three cornerbacks. You just can't figure these guys out. Jelani Tavi, a retread linebacker, appears to be the most consistent IDP option lately as he's had five or more total tackles in five consecutive outings. Even that is not a stable commodity. Stay away from the Patriots, especially now that they one week Adrian Phillips is seeing 20% snaps, next week he's seeing 80. You just can't count on them, especially for consistency. Thomas, I have never agreed with you more than what you just said. So, um, <laughs> All right, uh, uh, we're going to move on to some, uh, some uh, cornerbacks. If you've been using Legereus Sneed or Trent McDuffie, uh, Sneed last year played a lot of nickel. Um, this year, he's almost exclusively outside, and they've got Trent McDuffie in that nickel uh, corner spot. Both of them are pretty solid for fantasy, You're kind of up and down now, um, but they're both likely to have a pretty good week this week. Uh, they're playing the, this matchup against the Chargers, which is likely going to be a shootout. Chargers already throw the ball a lot. It's hard to imagine them not throwing the ball. And remember, even with Austin Eckler in the lineup, they still throw the ball. They just throw it to him as well. Uh, so th- so uh, both Sneed and McDuffie should see a lot of activity coming their way this week. You know, Carolina's on a bye week this week, and normally you you bypass these Carolina or by bypass the bye week teams. If you haven't already unloaded Jeremy Chin, do so now, please. We've been warning you about this for weeks. First off, he only took 39% of the, the Panthers' 67 defensive snaps in week six, and he failed to generate any fantasy points in his limited playing time. Secondly, he has a serious quad injury that should keep him sidelined for up to six weeks. This Carolina defense is in disarray. They, they've they lost Xavier Woods for multiple weeks. They've lost um, Von Bell is out at least another week. Jeremy Chin, they lost Shaq Thompson. Derek Brown has been dinged up. Stay away from this team and unload Chin quickly. Agreed. Um so, the, uh, players that you might be thinking about unloading that you certainly shouldn't. Uh, Derwin James, he had three tackles this week. Bobby Wagner had four tackles this week. These things happen. This happens usually about once a, a season for elite guys like this. Just do what Ted Lasso says. Be a goldfish and just forget those games ever happen and move on. Be a goldfish. I love it. Uh, I'm going to go in a slightly different direction here. I'm going to go into the secondary of the Miami, excuse me, I'm going to go into the Giants and their matchup this week. Um, if sacks are what you're looking for this week, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is, is, should be high on your wish list. Washington has allowed, as I mentioned earlier, a league high 34 sacks through six games. Now, Thibodeau had a three-game sack streak snap last week against the Bills. Last year, he had a sack in each of his two games against the Commanders. So if you're looking for a sack this week, go with Thibodeau. I like that one. Uh, Speaking of the Commanders, Cameron Curl, he continues to be overlooked and undervalued. 
Greg Cosell raves about him and he sure knows a lot more about safety play than I do. Uh, I, I had him, we both had him as, as, as a top five option coming into the season. And sure enough, he's DB number two. It's hard to find reliable uh, DB production as everyone listening to this podcast knows. And Cam <laughs> Curl is absolutely that. He had 11 tackles last, last week. He won't always have those games. He will have his Derwin James three tackle games from time to time, but it is hard to find somebody more consistent not only because of the role he plays, but his talent level allows him to produce big plays and consistent tackles. They also have some pretty poor linebackers who are playing in front of him. All that adds up to one of the best fantasy options besides Cam- Cameron Bynum for your DB slot. All right, so now I'm going to jump over to the Miami Dolphins and, and talk about Javon Holland. Holland has a sweet matchup this week, especially if Jerome Baker is inactive due to a back injury that forced Baker to to, um, come out of the last week's game and not return. Now, yes, Holland's tackle totals have dipped recently, going from 33 total tackles in his first three games uh, combined to just 13 total tackles in his last three games. Yet, the safety position has posted 21 solos, 10 assists, a sack, two tackles for a loss, a QB hit, an INT, and two PDs against the Eagles in their in the Philadelphia's last three games combined. So Holland could be a very solid play this week. Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, it, basically, what's what's been cool about facing the Eagles is either their offense is humming along and they produce a lot of uh, activity, a lot of production to to the DBs, particularly safeties, or their offense is sputtering because they are giving up these big plays to uh, to, to the DB position. So either big play or tackle heavy, uh, you're likely to get some production uh, when you're playing the Eagles, and Javon Holland is certainly off to a great start this season. Uh, I'm going to also, well, I, look, I'll just stay there and talk about the Dolphins as well, but on the other side of the ball. In that same matchup the Dolphins offense continues to leave opposing defensive linemen starved for work they produce some of the poorest tackle numbers uh, per game uh, last week I, I had everyone um, bet on the under on some uh, uh, some Carolina um, uh, defensive linemen and sure enough they all they all went under so and this is this is just a function of how their offense works they have a quick pass game they use heavy motion across the formation and even the way their runs are schemed they just don't end up as I said before like kind of running it up the gut nearly as much as you might think even when they have a lead and that's big when they've got a big lead they still don't seem to just pound the ball right right, right down the middle so uh, this could be a, 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 a very slow game um, for for, for some of these monster Eagles defenders. They also don't give up a lot of sacks. They give up less than one sack per game because of those same things. It's a quick pass game. Tua does not hold on to the ball long. There's a lot of motion that, that immediately pulls the action away from those big hulking defensive linemen. And, you know, they, the key with the Dolphins, one word comes to mind on the Dolphins' off, offense, and that's speed. This team has so much speed that – I don't know how many times I've watched uh, opposing defensive and and IDPs miss tackles against this team. And they turn yards and, you know, the yak, the yards after catch into these extraordinary numbers because of the fact that, you know, when you got a Tyreek Hill who just, he's there one minute and and gone the next, it just, (laughs) poof, there he goes. And, And they have so much other, other positions of speed there that it, creates a problem when you're trying to to rely on some fantasy points. Absolutely. Shall we go into some injury news? Absolutely. 
All right. Well, let's start with injured reserve. Uh, I'm going to start with a number of players that have been placed on injured reserve this past week. Uh, three linebackers, Leighton Van Der Esch on Dallas, Neck uh, Marcus Davenport on Minnesota, just today alone was put on injured reserve for an ankle. He's out four to six weeks. Now he's definitely out for four games. Uh, linebacker Matthew Judon on New England finally got put on injured reserve with torn biceps tendon. Uh, safety Eric Murray on Houston today was put on uh, injury reserve with a knee injury, and Seattle finally put Kobe Bryant on Seattle with a toe injury. Now, before I go further into um, injury news, I want to discuss a news item with a, a cornerback on the Rams, Darian Kendrick. He was arrested on early morning, uh, early morning Monday morning, when he pu- was pulled over for a traffic stop. And they found a concealed weapon plus marijuana in his possession. Now, it's unknown whether he practices or plays this week, but there's definitely, it's because he's facing uh, felony, federal felony offenses, he will most likely be suspended at some point in time. So if you have Kendrick and have been relying on him, now's a good time to part ways with it. Now, as we mentioned, this is a Wednesday morning uh, or Wednesday early afternoon on the West coast and, and late afternoon on the East coast podcast. So the, the players that I'm going to mention here are all currently questionable and they're going to fluctuate as the week goes on. So you have to pay close attention to, uh, to these guys as to whether or not their practice reports downgrade them or leave them where they are, or they get upgraded. Um, I'm just going to mention the player in the, 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 the actual injury that they have and then move on. They're all questionable at this point. Start off with uh, the de- defensive lineman, and that's defensive tackle Jalen Carter on Philadelphia with an ankle. Uh, defensive end DeMarvin Leal on Pittsburgh with concussion. Defensive tackle, uh, well, obviously defensive tackle Tierra Tard on Tennessee is not playing because he's in a bye week. He has a toe injury. Uh, defensive end Montez Sweat on Washington has a sprained thumb. He's questionable. Uh, linebacker Devondre Campbell on Green Bay, um, he's one of three starters that didn't start in their last game. He's questionable with an ankle injury. Quay Walker and uh, Darnell Savage are both most likely going to play this week, even though they're probably listed as questionable. Their head coach is saying that they're they're counting on them to be, to be ready in uh, week seven. Linebacker Jerome Baker, I mentioned earlier on Miami, has a back injury. Linebacker um, Josh Uche on New England with a foot injury. Linebacker Dre Greenlaw is still questionable with that hamstring injury that forced him out last week. Safety Jalen Thompson on Arizona has a hamstring injury. Now, Buda Baker has been um, reinstated from the injured reserve list and is returning to practice this week. So if Thompson's not available, Baker might get um, activated by the Saturday 4 p.m. Eastern deadline uh, to the active roster. And if he does, he will play. Now, safety Marcus Williams on Baltimore, this poor guy just can't stay healthy. Comes back, hurts his hamstring. He's most likely going to miss week seven. Uh, Cornerback Dane Jackson on Buffalo has a foot injury. Eddie Jackson, Chicago safety, has a foot injury. Safety Brian Branch on Detroit, an ankle. 
Cornerback Nate Hobbs, Las Vegas, has been out lately with an ankle. He's questionable. Uh, safety Alohi Gil- uh, Gilman on the Chargers with a heel injury. Cornerback Xavier Howard on Miami. He's been playing really well, but he's got a groin injury and is questionable. Safety Reed Blankenship on Philadelphia with a rib injury. And cornerback Darius Slay on Philadelphia is questionable with a uh, knee injury. Are you questionable with a voice injury from all those uh, I'm injuries? I'm getting you close to straining my vocal cords. Okay. Uh, well, the injury report for you won't come out until Saturday morning, so we'll just have to wait until <laughs> then. Um, all right. That's going to wrap it up for us. I uh, hope everybody gets to enjoy some Thursday Night Football, and I hope everybody gets to enjoy some actual exciting Week 7 uh, football. We've had a couple of dud weeks here in a row. Hopefully, we, we get things turned around this week. Um, uh, for myself, again, I'm Justin Varnes. Uh, we work for FantasyPoints.com, which is the podcast you're listening to. If you are a premium subscriber to Fantasy Points, make sure to reach out to us in the Discord channel. We can discuss uh, in these injuries that we're talking about. Thomas does a great job of on Saturday morning listing all the, um, uh, the, the, the outs that we already know about. And you can obviously ask start sit questions, dynasty questions, rest of the season questions as well. We're going to get out of here. Thomas, take us out. My vocal cords are strong enough to remind you, be well and be safe. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.